You're listening to Work Tape, episode 60. Everybody, welcome to the Work Tape podcast, episode 60. And we're with Kevin. Hey guys, how y'all doing? They're doing all right. Speak for them. I'm all right. You never asked, but I guess I just decided to tell you how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling good here. I'm good to be back. Feel good. That one's by uh, Chuck. Sounds familiar. All right. New intro music. <laughs> yeah. My producer always used to play that around. Like when I was interning, he used to play that all the time and I just never got old. I would hear that Chuck and I'd also hear Daniel Fagan. Okay. IGY. And, you know, that's reminiscent of Phil Collins and Billy Joel and Huey Lewis in the News, Bruce Hornsby. Yes. Yeah. A lot of great stuff from the era. Do you like anything from that mid 80s sound? Mm, nothing in particular really comes to mind. Well, not so much nothing. It's more of like, I think more of the sounds rather than individual songs. Right. So typically sax or horn. Yeah. Uh, like a trumpet. Or depending on the genre, like sometimes like the hip hop stuff, I'll think of like the different drum kits, like say like the 808 sound. Okay. Like classic 80s or 90s or what? Yeah. Like classic 80s stuff. Are you familiar with the 808 sound? I'm pretty sure. It's percussive, but there's always a note to it. Yeah. The 808 iconic drum kit. Just, uh, it's great. It's kind of like a, dun, dun, dun. it's like a metallic kind of sound. Yeah. <laughs> I can't accurately depict it with my voice right now. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly how it sounds. I've been hearing it in some modern trap, too. Yeah, it's actually made a bit of a comeback. Isn't that weird how 808s turn into, like, the bass note? Yeah. And considering that the 808, the original hardware, didn't sell all that well in its day. Apparently it didn't, huh? No, it was considered a commercial failure, I think. They discontinued it after two years, I think. And then, I know they've created it, but that's a discussion for another time. You mean the 909? No, no, that came after, but the modern remakes, kind of like how like the classic songs have been resampled and kind of made a kind of a lazy comeback, if you ask me. But something like that, or even like some of the, like the classic consoles that have made comebacks, but they're a lot smaller, they're very underwhelming, they just don't hold up compared to the originals. That's how I kind of feel how it's gone, like uh, with music, with the hardware, because uh, Roland did recreate the 808. And plug-in format, right? Not just in software, but like they re-released the hardware, but much more simplified. But it's just not as iconic as the original. I don't think I saw it. I've been kind of keeping up a little bit of the drum machines that they have. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if we're talking about the same thing. Was it an actual remake or was it more like a successor to it? It was a remake. Oh, it was? I don't know if I saw it. I saw I saw their plugins yeah. for sure. But I didn't know that they did hardware. The software, from what I've heard, does a lot better. Than the new hardware version that they have? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's like the new hardware. It's kind of like the lazy reintroduction. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. I don't think that goes by the exact same model names. I mean, I have to differentiate. It's probably going to be slightly different letters, but it's still the 808. And to the untrained ear, it'll probably sound the same. I actually watched a video recently on uh, like the Core Wave Station comparing the original keyboard from what was it? The 80s, I think, versus the VST version uh, okay. for software. They actually recreated like each plugin and just made it as a one-to-one -one of a comparison as possible. And it was near spot on. Maybe there were tiny differences, but it wasn't enough for me to actually pick up on it. So you approved for sure. Yes, definitely. So it, it passed the audio file test? 
I wouldn't call myself an audiophile just yet. I mean, but... you are one. <laughs> I mean, all right, yeah. Did maybe. you have the Pono? I don't know if you had the Pono. Remember the little handheld player? Mm, no. Well, it's okay. I know I'm not crazy. I know that that was a hardware player. Uh-huh. I think it plays lossless files. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's like triangular. I need to look that up again, too. I mean, do you get into that whole lossless versus MP4? Maybe a bit. Because I'm still kind of new to it. So I'm still experimenting with all that, trying to train my ears to recognize those little differences. Still getting your bearings? Yeah, still. But I mean, lossless formats, uh, the whole debate versus, you know, FLAC versus ALAC, you know, the Apple version. But as long as it can reproduce accurately bit per bit, then I don't think there's an issue. I think the issue would then just be file sizes. Dude, when I was a kid, my... uh. You know, when like LimeWire and FrostWire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> used to days. have so many files. I, in fact, I used to rip straight from my CDs. Mm-hmm. You know, from when ripping from your CDs was like the thing to do. Yeah. And then make your new playlists to impress your friends. Or oh, yeah. The, uh, your figment of imagination friends. Because <laughs> who was a real friend in school? Anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear that one. <laughs> uh, but uh, 128. I used to settle for 128. Mm kilobytes like that was normal. yeah 128 was the standard thing i won't lie like to this day maybe i'm just accustomed to 128 i'm kind of fine with it yeah and for most purposes you know most casual listening it's fine especially for uh streaming media you really can't tell that big a difference especially when bluetooth really can't recreate all of it anyway sure that's true i mean sure there's you know high quality formats that they're starting to push now for bluetooth but really bluetooth is very limited in its bandwidth it always has been yeah i've been seeing the internet attack bluetooth a lot more lately yeah do you remember the <laughs> um, do you remember the bluetooth 2.0 yep yeah yep yep <laughs> oh man those those were um that that was pretty slow even for back then oh <laughs> this is so frustrating maybe i i grew up how long did you have dial-up for? Very long time, actually. <laughs> okay, okay. So what, until 20-something? Uh, let's see. Because um, by the time my dad had discontinued the um, dial-up plans, uh, high speed through uh, cable was already becoming common. Okay. And we were probably maybe the last group to really jump on board, mainly because of cost at the time. Okay. Now, not so much anymore. It's pretty standard now. Okay. Um, I had dial-up until probably 18. Okay. And I only say that because I got so used to it that I don't think I had the same perspective on Bluetooth. And so I understand that Bluetooth is not what everyone else claims that, you know, they're talking about these different alternatives and different buzzwords for wireless. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember the names. You probably remember the names, but I have been running more into criticism for Bluetooth and they're kind of talking about why it's bad. And I'm kind of looking back Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying I didn't notice it. But maybe because I had more of an idea, like this is all we had, so I didn't care as much. But of course, what people talk about Bluetooth could have been or the alternative to Bluetooth obviously sounds much better than what we have now. Yeah, I remember from back then very clearly, I was very heavy into this type of like computer stuff. So I was aware of the limitations, but I also knew that that's what we had. So we just kind of had no choice but to put up with it. But if you were in a position that you're in, I could see where you totally care. Yeah. But I could also see where I didn't care because I'm just like, at the same time, I'm like, I mean, you and I grew up with dial up for a long time. Yes, true. <laughs> so I think we were a lot more patient than other people. Yes, definitely. We had no choice but to put up with it. But, That's what I'm uh, saying. Yeah. Because <laughs> Bluetooth for me was more of a way of transferring information rather than streaming music. It just wasn't as common just yet. 
Bluetooth headphones just wasn't really a thing just yet. There were earpieces, but right. that was just for calls only. That was a weird thing, too, because I was looking back in like, uh, what, 2012, 2011. Okay. Let's see. Everything was still wired, at least for me. Yeah. And so we had the wired earphones. I kind of started with the closed, like the open, sorry, the over-ear, the over-ear oh, yeah, yeah. headphones. And then eventually like earphones looked cool. And so I was like, I want earphones. I also remember that iPhone earphones were the worst earphones of all time. Uh, they hurt. They were just terrible. Um, they got better. I won't fight you there. I mean, I've had, I've had, <laughs> but on everything else. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's because, no, it's because um, back then for me, I didn't have access to any of this stuff. So my frame of reference was like the 99 cent store ones. <laughs> Truly garbage. So for me to, because I got my first iPod, I forgot, I was in seventh grade, I think, when I got my first iPod and the included earbuds with it, or at least to me, was miles better than anything I had ever heard of that, you know, or at least for me, because my frame of reference was those 99 cents garbage things that you put in your ears. Hey, I made those. Yeah. Yeah. Plants by the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were truly terrible. So when I hear that, I was like, okay, this sounds way better. Yeah, never mind that after about an hour. So they would hurt. But you know. Oh yeah, they would hurt. Yeah, they would hurt. I remember when uh, Beats was also on the rise. Because, oh yeah. And they were pretty cool. I used to think that you could mix on those. Maybe you could have back then. You're probably right. I mean, you can technically mix on anything. I mean, I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying in theory. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, in theory, you could drive with really dark tinted windows, but should you? I mean, you probably right. want a better reference for the road. You don't want yeah. something too dark, too biased. Yeah. <laughs> you won't see the pothole right ahead of you. <laughs> or the cop pulling over. Oh, yeah. There's that, too. <laughs> well, if you're deaf, you can't hear them. But <laughs> there you go. I don't know if you should be on the road at that point, you can't see or hear well. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Frame of reference. <laughs> oh, remember when airplanes used to give you like headphones? Kind of, yeah. That was a thing. I didn't fly all that often, but yeah, I vaguely remember. Well, anything was better than the stock ones that they give you on the airplane. Yeah. And so, you know, when I got it closed over the ear, like that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But then I wanted something thinner, something that was more portable, which it had its benefits. You know, I'm not mixing or anything. I just want to listen for leisure. Mm -hmm. And so I'd use those and, you know, the iPhone ones were terrible. I also didn't have an iPhone until way later as well. So yeah. I don't know how I got my hands on them. I think it was more like college when I had my hands on them, but I still hated them. The beats were cool. I remember I tried Skull Candy, but I eventually landed on, uh, you know, like you have the M50s right now, mm -hmm. the Audio Technicas. In fact, I got the M40Xs a while back mm -hmm. and I kind of never looked back at in-ear unless it was for AirPods. Yeah. The AirPods Pro, which you also have. Yeah. I do. And um, that is also another like shift in frame of reference, I guess, because um, before that, I had the ones that sit on your neck and you have to like pull the buds to put them in your ear. I hate those. Yeah. I mean, gosh, it was my only way to really be hands free. But <laughs> <laughs> they were so bad. You know, they but, don't work for me. But and they, they look looking back at them, they they look kind of ridiculous now. It's like, it's like well, I, I put up with it. That's no. all I could do. I put up with it. Well, I don't mean to headphone shame people. And they were just as expensive then, too. Right. For the same cost of those that you wear on your neck, the same cost nowadays, you can get the base model AirPods, the ones that don't really go in your ear, but still they're tiny and they stay on. And they probably sound a little better too than bigger driver. 
True. Yeah, we've gotten pretty good with the driver technology. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And that's only like maybe a couple of years apart from that. Not even like two generations or three or four, whatever. This is like only a couple of years. I wonder if I still have them lying around somewhere. You heard the announcement for the AirPods Pro too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that next one? Yeah, for the next one. Cool. Thanks for having me back. Dude, always, you know how it is and uh, how we do it here. And we just kind of rag on old tech. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Yes. But it's still fun to rag on it here and there. And it's fun to look back. And there's also stuff that is like you're fond of it too. So I, mean, I think that's going to be the next one. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. All right, Kev. Talk to you later. All right. I'll see you guys. Thanks for tuning into the Worked It podcast. We'll be with you guys next week. And thanks for tuning in.